0: a warm welcome to what we've decided will be the penultimate Eddie and Stevo the podcast of 2020. It is the closed season now, but next week we should know the identity of the 12th team selected to enter Super League in 2021, so we will be discussing that in a week's time. And then I think we'll call time on everything until the new year. Well, this week we find Steve-O happily back in the bosom of his family in Sydney <laughs> and enjoying life once again. Steve-O, before we get down to the business in hand, you must be delighted to be a free man once again.
1: Yes, uh, 14 days in what I called a prison. It was <laughs> a hotel. It was a good a hotel. Five star, a five-star prison. Yeah, go well, on. I'll put it this way. Four walls and a toilet and a shower. That may look five-star when you walk in. Uh, I was going up the wall, but I, I survived it, and the psychologist said that I'd done exceptionally well. How is the poor old psychologist? Where's she getting her treatment now? I've no idea. Maybe she's gone <laughs> up, the, up the ladder to a psychiatrist. <laughs> I think she's gained promotion anyway.
0: Right. Um, listen, we've got to talk, first of all, about Kevin Sinfield and his marathon for motor neurones disease Uh, and Rob Burrow. Uh, When I last looked, Kevin has raised £2.4 million.
1: This is remarkable. Unbelievable. And what a great man he is. You know, we, many years ago, Eddie, were discussing it, and we were a little bit cheeky. We said, we'll call him Sir Kev. Now, that's about seven or eight years ago. Well, it wouldn't surprise me, 2.4 2.4 million, it's fantastic. And I, for one, will put my hand up and say, yep, Sir Kev, make it official. Definitely. I mean, I've never run a marathon of you,
0: ever. What was that again, Ned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take that's a no then.
1: But can you imagine yes. doing yes. seven in seven days? Unbelievable. And it just shows you that it is obviously very, very fit. Uh, Look, he was a great player, but now he's become an even greater man. What an effort, and congratulations. And also all the people that would have supported him as well. I think it's a magnificent effort on everybody concerned. I think they were after
0: £77,777. I think that was the, the, the total and as I say, now in excess of 2.4, nearly 2.5 million pounds. I mean, what that money will do is just, uh, frankly, unbelievable. They can have a real go at uh, finding a cure for this awful disease.
1: Yeah, and, and let's hope that that can come very, very soon indeed. Because I think a lot of people have been surprised about the, uh, the, the quickness that we've had. The vaccine for the pandemic. They said, you know, it normally takes five years, sometimes 10 years. So they've done a good job. Let's hope that we can do it in time so that we can help uh, Rob Barrow.
0: Indeed, indeed. And the, I mean, there have been other uh, periphery efforts as well. I think we, we need a, an honorary mention for Oliver Holmes of Castleford. He went on a 700 kilometer uh, cycle ride. Um, and he's raised £16,000. So the rugby league community, the family, as we always refer to it, it's come together at just the right time. Uh, Wigan, we'll move uh, on now. And, uh, well, first of all, good news and bad news for them. Uh, The bad news is uh, yesterday they recorded a loss for 2020 of £885,000. That's the bad news. The good news is that Thomas Lulawai has signed on for
1: another year at Wigan. He's been a great servant to that club, great player, Uh, he's 35 years of age but he's he's signed on for another year and I think it's a wise move.
0: Well as I say
1: Wigan have lost £885,000, they've declared
0: that. Um, No doubt other Super League clubs are in uh, some financial strife as well as a result of the pandemic this year. uh, Which all leads us nicely onto the fact that the NRL down there in Australia where you are, are, apparently in talks with Robert Elston, the chief executive of the Super League, uh, to take uh, some control of Super League. Well, I say control, they're going to buy a stake, or that's the rumour, in Super League. Uh, £75 million, Steve-O. It's a lot of money for Australia. Should we be be wary of this or should we welcome it with open arms?
1: I think we should welcome it because, look, we're all in financial difficulty when it comes down to rugby league this season and it's going to take a few years i mean you've all you know what wigan've lost 800,000 pounds this year i'm sure a lot of the other clubs are in in just the same sort of bad situation so robert elson has certainly contacted the nrl ceo andrew abdo discussions have been on about equity straight, a stake of uh, 50% uh, nothing has been announced uh, a deal has not been announced at all but it's Financial observers have said that a 50% stake would be approximately $75 million. That's a lot of yeah. money. We can't turn things down like that. It'll be good for the international game as well. The Australians are so keen on getting the ashes sorted out. We've already got the World Cup. Where people are just taking notice. They're coming in their 1,000, and let's hope that it's going to be on next year. Because they want the World Cup, yes, and they also want the Ashes series. It's one of the greatest things in Australia, and it should be the same for Great Britain players, is that we want to play in an Ashes test. We nearly got that
0: this year, but it it, it never happened for reasons that we know. I mean, £75 million for 50% of Super League, Steve, values the competition here at £150 million. Where have they got that valuation from,
1: I'd like to know? Well, it just says on the media reports, an observer. Well, you and I could be an observer, and we could call it 200 million. But last year, Super League approached the investment bank Rothschild to find external investors. And they've held discussions with quite a few private equity firms and quite a few financial investors. Uh, And quite frankly, this is the only one that's come to the surface which is in regards to the fact that the NRL want to join in and make sure that financial stability comes to rugby league around the world. That's all well and good,
0: but if, if the Super League in this country want to make a decision, does that mean now that Robert Helston and his uh, board of, of governance has to get on the phone to the Australians and say, we have fancy doing this, what do you think?
1: Well, it could be a problem, but I I can't see it. If it's a 50% sort of situation, then we must have 50% uh, involved with making up the committee or the, the International Rugby League Council. Either way, you can't turn down the opportunity to get 75 million. Now, we all know that here in Australia that the television contracts are far, far above what we're getting and it's also reported that sky will only pay 20 million per year for a 3 year deal now 60 million over 3 years is not to be scoffed at that is a good investment i know it's not as much as what they've got in the past 50% less. this yeah but in in these in this uh, sort of situation eddie you've got to take what you can because i don't think the likes of bt and especially not bbc could you know stump up that sort of money so i think i think sky and super league will be very happy to get 20 million per year so you would you would welcome the, the nrl investment with open arms then yep
0: okay well that's the definitive answer uh, more movement <laughs> on, more movement on the coaching front richard marshall uh, the coach now of Salford, he's been the assistant at St Helens and he's been to two grand finals under two different Australian, it has to be said, uh, head coaches. Um,
1: good move for Richard Marshall? I think so. Uh, he's been an assistant, as you've mentioned. I think he's picked up quite a lot, from, uh, especially from the Australian contingent. And I wish him well. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy to fill the shoes. I mean, you know, the guy that's gone to uh, Huddersfield, it's, it, it's, not, it's going to be a hard road for him. But I wish him all the best. Talking of which, about coaches, a former Wigan coach, Michael Maguire, had just signed a new two-year deal with West Tigers. There was a little bit of sort of rumour that perhaps he may not sign the contract. But the club have tied him up for two years. Well, it's a good move
0: for, for them uh, and a good move for him, no doubt. Uh, if, if, he's, if he's got the news of the, uh, the 75 million quid coming through the northern hemisphere, he might be uh,
1: <laughs> taking a quick run to his own bank, eh? Yeah, well, you, you, you got on to me a few weeks ago in regards, you know, you think all you talk about is money, Steve, <laughs> all you talk about is this that and the other. The thing is, we've gone through a very, very tough period. It's going to take maybe five, six years to get back onto our feet. And let's hope that with the the vaccine that we've got now in the UK, that we can have supporters go and watch the game. Fingers crossed that everything will be fine with maybe, what, five months' time? Let's well, hope
0: it, so Yeah, absolutely Fingers crossed You're absolutely right we're, we're approaching The festive season Of course I wonder if it will be A happy Christmas For Lee London Toulouse Featherstone uh, Bradford Or the York City Knights Because this time Next week Hopefully we'll be talking About who's in Super League in 2021 Where's your money Running old boy I know you're a gambling man I know you, you, you profess
1: Not to be But I know you're A gambling man Who would you back For Super League I think the favourite has got to be Toulouse. And second favourite, London Broncos. After the debacle in regards to getting rid of Toronto, we've got to show in Europe we are spreading our wings. They've done it in Australia. They've got three teams up in Queensland. They've got one team down in Victoria. And we have to show that this great game of rugby league, we have to expand. Well, we tried to be
0: adventurous with Toronto. And as you say, that came crashing down in in three, four four years. Toulouse would mean that for twice during the season, the Super League clubs would have to fly to the south of France. Is that financially
1: viable? Yeah, of course it is. I mean, they've done it before. They go down to to Perpignan. Uh, So now they're going to to Toulouse. I can't see any problem with that. They actually flew to Toronto. And yeah, that, that was subsidised, was, though, wasn't it? That, that was subsidised. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe we'll have to come under the, some sort of uh, sponsorship in regards to doing it. But, look, you can't just say, oh, well, it costs a lot of money. I know it's a, a, it's a bit different going from Wigan to Lee. You know, you can walk it. But I don't <laughs> want that. We've got, we've got to make sure that we expand. I think a lot of people will agree with you, but... Maybe at the moment, um,
0: stability is the way forward. I'm not sure. I mean, people are talking in glowing terms about Bradford again, about, about Lee. Um, I know it, it doesn't expand the game, but it doesn't it not consolidate base?
1: Yeah, but are we just going to go into our little shop front and say, you know, we don't want to be a big supermarket. We just want to get all our groceries on the corner shop. Those days are gone. You've got to make sure that we we start showing a little bit of interest. I, I mentioned down here, you know, in, in Australia, with three teams up in Queensland, we've got one down in Victoria. All right, we tried in Perth, that didn't work. We tried in Adelaide, that didn't work. But at least we've got an expansion. And it's good for the junior development. I mean, look at London. You look at all the players that are now with other clubs. London has developed so many wonderful rugby league players that if they all stayed in London, they would probably win the grand final year in, year out. We've got to help them. We've got to, I said, the favourite has got to be Toulouse. And you're saying that they're going to make the decision next week, Eddie. I think they might have to forestall that because evidently Lee have submitted a 430 pages to join the Super League. It'll take, them, it'll take them three weeks to read it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, have to, they
0: can do speed reading in, in the north of England, you know, Steve-O. They can. Don't worry about that. They, they've pulled their way through it. Uh, it's quiz time once again, steve on the podcast. And uh, before we give you the final brain teasers of 2020, let's refresh our memories on the questions the one and only Ian Proctor posed last week. If you remember, it was about the Dream Team and the Man of Steel Awards – uh, the first he set was for you to name the Salford players who made it into the dream team prior to krishnan's Inus inclusion in 2020. So let's join the brain of World Rugby League for the answers. Ian, it's all yours.
2: So the question first of all last week was naming the Salford players who had made it into the Dream Team prior to krishnan Inu this season first one was David Hodgson in 2006, selected on the wing. Then in 2017, Ben Murdoch masilla was selected at second row. And then last season, two Salford players made it for the first time. Jackson Hastings at half-back and Josh Jones was chosen in the second row. The second part of last week's quiz was about three players who won the Man of Steel and the Young Player of the Year award in the same season. And the answers were, 1977, the very first winner of the Man of Steel, Leeds' David Ward, he took the Young Player of the Year award as well. Then it was 1984, Joe Lydon of Witness taking both those awards. And most recently, 2014, Castleford's Daryl Clark was Young Player of the Year and the Man of Steel in the same season.
0: Well, um. Last week I boasted that I had one of those names Of young player and man of steel Winner in the same season I'd have said seven days ago Andy Farrell I was clearly wrong And that's why Ian is so priceless And he was for keeping me on the straight and narrow And you Steve-O for 30 years And why it's so (laughs) good to have him on this podcast On to his last brain teasers now of 2020 And I wish you the very best of luck with these
2: Hi Eddie, what a remarkable week it's been from Kevin Sinfield, hasn't it, with his fundraising efforts. And so I felt it appropriate that this week's quiz questions were about Kevin and Rob Burrow. Both were Harry Sunderland Award winners twice as Man of the Match in the Super League Grand Final. Can you name the other five players who've won the Harry Sunderland Award twice? Not all of them in Grand Finals, of course. And the second question is a bit tougher and reflects on the early careers of Rob Burrow and Kevin Sinfield. They were teammates when Leeds defeated Warrington 22-12 in the 1999 Academy Grand Final at Headingley. Five years later, they played alongside each other when the Rhinos won their first ever Super League Grand Final against Bradford at Old Trafford. Can you name the other four members of that Academy team against Warrington who played alongside them when Leeds won the 2004 Grand Final at Old Trafford against Bradford?
0: And we'll have all the answers for you next week. Right, steve player movement. Um, Josh Reynolds is heading up from the NRL to Hull on a two-year deal from West Tigers, uh, new coach Brett Hodgson's old club. Uh, I wonder what this means for Jake Connor moving forward uh, because they're saying his future is at full-back, but when he's fit, Hull have got a fantastic fullback in Jamie Shaw, haven't they?
1: Yeah, well, I think they'll, they'll probably push him into the centres. He can handle that position very, very well indeed. Will he do a good job, Reynolds? Do you think, is, is, is he the, the real deal for Hull, do you think? Well, yes. They've got to get him, got to get him in, in the right mood. Uh, look, when he went to West Tigers, he actually admitted that uh, he was a dud by because he, he came up with a few injuries and this, that and the other. But the man is capable. He's a talented player. And I reckon that uh, Hull have have done a good deal and I think he will steer them even to more glory. This time last week you were talking about Benji Marshall probably
0: coming up on a a, a massive money deal to Hull. Has has that now gone quiet? Yes. Okay, so Josh Josh Reynolds has taken
1: his place. And that's probably the reason why uh, Josh was given that sort of a thing. Now, I don't know whether Josh Reynolds will be on the estimated 400... Thousand pounds that they were supposed to be given to Benji Marshall, and we mentioned a few weeks ago that Widup from Warrington to actually go to the West Tigers. Yeah. Now, now we all know that his his manager has made it quite clear he'll take a fifty percent cut. We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Because he wants to get back to Australia with his wife and his children. Whatever happens to Gareth Widdop,
0: and we've gone on about him over the past three or four weeks, we we wish him well. What about Albert Kelly? Albert Kelly uh, went to Brisbane on a more of a trial basis, and he's been sent away to get himself fit. He's going to lose a bit of he's going to
1: lose a bit of weight. Steve-O. have you got any tips for him? Uh, not really, because he, he was in fourteen days isolation. He's just come out of that. But uh, Kevin Walters, the Brisbane Broncos coach, uh, had a look at him and said, um, "He's piled on a few kilos." Well, <laughs> I can sympathise with him because I've piled on a couple of kilos since I was <laughs> in isolation, and they've sent him—they've sent him off to special training. Um, Walters, Walters was saying that it's a good buy, but they want him fit. He thinks that his ability—I mean, it can take on. Any defence in the world. It's proven that. When he's on top form, he's going to be fantastic for the Broncos. Oh, he's a good player, Albert Kelly. There's no, no question about
0: that. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he gets into the, the Broncos' first uh, 13, won't he, in well, it? In 2021.
1: He'll have to get fit, Eddie, because look, Kevin Walters realises after the debacle of last season, where the, the Queensland Broncos, the Brisbane Broncos, should I say, they've finished bottom of the table. And you've got to get to a situation, you know, that Kevin Walters, if, if they stay with a wooden spoon, he'll be the first one that gets a chop as well. Fair enough. Um,
0: look, I know you're probably sitting in the, the shallow end of the pool with your gin and tonic and your little umbrella, uh, but no doubt you have the papers all around as well. What, 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 else, what else is going on? Uh, down there in Australia. Is is it warm by the way? I take it it's nice and sunny. You're in the you're in the uh, the speedos, are you?
1: Uh no, it's uh, it's exactly quarter to 10 at night here. eh? so <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a bit difficult to go for a swim or a paddle or whatever, but uh gin and tonic, you've got it spot on. I thought so. We all need, we all need liquid refreshment from time to time. So any
0: snippets, Steveo, from down there. What's
1: the good news? Well, Melbourne Storm, the saga continues in regards to Cameron Smith. Will he retire or will he sign again? But according to the owner of the Melbourne Storm, he said he's gone. He's finished. He's retired. He's going back up to live in Queensland. No oh, blimey, that's does, it. Does Cameron, End of story. Cameron, Cameron Smith know about this. <laughs> I'm not right sure. <laughs> Look, he's just come out with his autobiography. So, as far as I'm concerned, all the media just want to, it, It's in the news every single day which I'm sure will help sell more books.
0: Yeah, probably will. That, that, that's good news for Cameron Smith. But I wonder if anyone will come in with an offer for him, knowing that, uh, by the sound of things anyway, he's finished in <laughs> Melbourne.
1: <laughs> oh, and I want to just mention as well, Eddie, that the referees. You know, I'm, I'm always happy to talk about the referees. Now, the NRL boss, Andrew Abdo, has made it quite clear, he made it quite clear this week, that... From here on in, there'll only be one referee. Not like the two referees that they've had over the last three or four years. And it's all down to cost factor. And it says one per game. And I tell you what, Eddie, a few of the referees aren't happy. They've just lost their job. I bet. I bet. Well, the big thing up here not long ago was we were going to follow Australia
0: and take two referees into the middle In the Super League, that obviously now is gone.
1: Yeah, and I I think it's a good idea because with two referees, it was slowing the game down. And I think the officials here have realised that with one referee, the game has flowed. A lot more open play. Well, we could have told them that, couldn't we? It was obvious
0: (laughs) as far as we were concerned from, from day one. Uh, You've got some sad news, though, to report, and and it's been reported up here as well. Uh, Jed Stokes has passed away.
1: Yeah, the former Cumberland uh, coach, Workington and and Whitehaven, of course, and, of course, his son, the the famous cricketer Ben Stokes. You know, he was a great man. I I met him several times, and a lot of people don't realise that he also coached Serbia. Uh, The Serbian Rugby League side, he coached them from 2008 to 2010. And whilst he was in Serbia, he started coaching cricket. We all know that his son, Ben, is an absolute champion. But he put his time and effort into coaching Serbian kids, not only how to play rugby league, but how to play cricket. Rest in
0: peace. Yeah, absolutely. What a legacy he has left behind there. And talking about great men, Steve-O, you will be, I'm sure, chuffed to read and hear that Billy Boston, uh, Gus Risman, and the the great Clive Sullivan have been honoured with, they're going to build a monument to them in the Cardiff Bay area. They were all born in the Old Titan Bay area. There's been a, a poll taken, and these three names have come out on top. And there's going to be a monument to these three guys in Cardiff Bay uh, in the next couple of years.
1: It's a little bit like I remember when you. were, I, th- I think you had your name on a bus <laughs> in Warrington. Did you, <laughs> didn't well, you t- get your name on a on a street in Dewsbury? Uh, yes, it's uh, it's called Stevenson Close, and I can remember <laughs> quite a few of my friends saying to me, oh, 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 they've named a dead end street <laughs> after you." <laughs> How appropriate. I'll I'll tell you, I'll, I'll take it a little bit further. You know, remember years ago when we did Boots and All? Yes. We did a piece where I was stood outside the sign that said Stevenson Close. And whilst we were, we were doing the footage there, uh, the neighbor in the house where the sign <laughs> is up next to it uh, told us to, you know where to go. that. <laughs> Is is that because you were there or because you, you were filming? I have no his house? idea. It it, it it just came <laughs> out and said, "Play it off." Simple Quite as well. Right too. Uh, it said, "Play it off" with a little bit more vengeance than that. We had to shoot it from the other side of the street. He wouldn't have <laughs> got anywhere near it. No, it's it, it, it's great news that uh, you know they're going to remember those Welsh rugby league greats. Indeed, so nice, nice way to end this week's podcast
0: okay um, well back to your gin and tonic and I hope the sun shines for you tomorrow I know it's a bit late now you told us that uh, stay well you will down there and we'll we'll talk again
1: next week look forward to it